0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: What's up, Mafia? I'm Fernando Chimuzzi. That's your leading the charge. And today, I have the pleasure of having with me Bill Tuk from Twitter. a Bill's fan from Twitter and a guy who always is interacting via Twitter. I'm... Totally uh, trying to bring Bill's Mafia on on the leading the charge, giving a, a mic so people can opine and share their thoughts. And today the opportunity is to build. and I really appreciate you taking your time to join us today. You're welcome.
0: Thank you, Fernando. It's my pleasure to be here.
1: Awesome, man. And, and just like we were talking offline, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, right? With some crazy news about. Uh, the article about Sean McDermott and, and previously Von Miller being even in jail. So uh, yeah. how are you feeling about the, all this crazy season so far? The Bills have
0: been uh, in, a, in a crazy situation right now, right? I've been a Bills fan since 1986. So I have seen a lot of ebb and flow with this franchise for a very long time. And I've got a lot of battle scars for being a fan of this team. And I sort of expect all of these bizarre, unusual situations. To, I mean, I guess they sort of played a lot of professional sports teams across the world. But the Bills seem to have the corner on very bad timing of very unusual things happening to them. Um but, you know, the, the the Dunn piece, I think, is interesting. I don't think it's – I've heard terms like character assassination or why is this coming up now. I don't think it's character assassination. I mean, you could make an argument that, okay, Don and guys like Matthew Fairburn and others maybe were denied credentials. And you could say, well, everybody has biases and things like that, right? Fine. But, you know, th- these things come out because – there's a story to be told somewhere, right? I mean, the Bills are 6-6. Six and six. They were expected to contend for a Super Bowl title. They still theoretically could if they go on a run. And you're just wondering, well, why are they are the way they are? And you look at certain through lines that exist, and you go back to the well, 0-6 in the last six overtime games. There were, like, around 500 at best in one-score games. And we're always told, well, those things will regress to the mean and they'll average out, but... They're not really, and contrast them to the team the Bills are playing on Sunday, Chiefs, who were like 29-10 and 10 in their last 39-1 screens. And you sort of see, well, what's this differentiator here? Well, why is why are they not ever the one seed? Why are the Chiefs always the one seed? And you look at it as, well, roster, quarterback, they're pretty equal. It has to come down to something, and that's something most likely coaching. And what Dunn talks about here are things that maybe we've seen. I mean, I, you, you and I talk a lot on Twitter, the the end of game decision-making, the, the tightness. And well, I hear like, well, execution failures. But you start to wonder, well, aren't these execution failures tied to maybe a mindset of concern, paranoia, fear of losing rather than excitement about winning? And it's just, okay, the, the story seems to be validated in what Dunn was talking about. That, that, that's my impression of this.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, man. And, and uh, I feel like when people are commenting and talking about, oh, he has an axe to grind and he's targeting McDermott and, and, and character assassination, I feel like most of these people really haven't read the, the article at all. Just the parts that are out there, like criticizing McDermott or calling him out for some of his mistakes but i really i wasn't a subscriber i had subscribed to read that that article by dan and and i did so so i could really opine give an honest opinion about that article and just like we talked talk on twitter real quick today about it I, I first of all i feel like there there is a lot of positive stuff about mcdermott in this article some people are just mm-hmm. ignoring it right they are they are taking all the bad stuff Mm-hmm. and and choosing to make it bigger and and yes, it is big stuff because with the situation the bills are right now with six and six and risk of not making the playoffs and a lot of people starting to call McDermott, people who mainly the people who support McDermott they feel like oh he's being attacked, he's being under fire, he's being danger yeah. and they go out to support him. but I do, I, I have no questions about okay maybe, Done has some some bad mood towards or about no no
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: no access and all, but he could choose to take those good things away, not put it on in the article and make it a fully negative article. But no, Absolutely. he did a, a, an extensive research, twenty five sources, it, right? A lot of res- uh, a lot of so- sources, and man, it was a great job. I really appreciate his job. I think. Just like you said, Bill, the things are out there. The things happen. McDermott himself uh, was talking to the media yesterday when he wasn't supposed to, and he was apologizing for something that happened in 2019. Okay, it has, uh, maybe it doesn't matter anymore, but it happened, man. All those things happened. Most of those things happened, right? So I appreciate his job for bringing it out, bringing it to us, bringing it to light and and I appreciate him making us to be able to learn about this because one of the things that I, I've I've talked about a lot of things here based on on like uh, insinuating you know I don't I'm not living inside that locker room I'm not I don't know I don't have that information from that intel from inside you know but I I, I have my past as an athlete I lived in locker rooms like for professionally for 16 years soccer locker rooms it's not as many as 53 players but we we need to to live with 30 other players and and mm-hmm. and coaches you know so the dynamics are similar and you know how some of the stuff that happens how players take it how coaches react to it how fans react to it so a lot of stuff that i was fearing about McDermott's years there he's been there for a long time now there is mm-hmm. a reason he's the Winningest coach in the franchise. He's been longer than Levy already as a Bureau's head coach. So, man, with time and no wins, or and especially bad losses like like we've seen recently, mm-hmm. things start to get worse. There is a reason for Diggs to say, "Man, every year, same thing." Mackenzie said it in the in the piece in the article. Every year, same thing. I feel we could have won, and we, for some reason, didn't win. And again, my biggest fear, Josh Allen, man. Every time he leads a game winning drive, leave the field. Like, it yeah, my job is done. Yeah. We won the game. Against the, the Chiefs, 13 seconds, it was pretty clear he felt like that. Against the Cardinals, he felt like that. The real Murray. Man, against the Eagles, we could look at him in the sidelines and he wasn't a certain <laughs> anymore, right? Because, yeah. man,
0: I've seen this movie before. Yeah. Right, throwing so, to end these games. He's leading them down to score a game-winning or game-tying touchdown or field goal within two minutes. And inevitably, I mean, even the Jets game where he puked all over himself for most of the game, he still turned them down to kick, to kick a game-tying field goal to send it to overtime, and they ended up losing in overtime. He's doing everything possible he can. All of the other players are doing everything possible they can. Dunn's piece came out because – Sunday they're playing the Chiefs, and it's going to be the scene of the crime of 13 seconds again, right? It wasn't a, it wasn't because they're trying to stick it to the Bills before the Chiefs game. It's because this is what it just reminds you of ha- what happened a year and a half ago, two years ago. It's over and over and over again. Whenever you have these sort of coaches and quarterbacks that are interconnected to each other, Bill Walsh and Joe Montana, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, you saw a Super Bowl win within two to three years of the coach and the quarterback getting together. Right, eighty-one. Bill Walsh and Joe Montano, they won Super Bowl sixteen against the Bengals. This—the first season of Brady and Belichick together, where Brady was the mm. starting quarterback. The Patriots won, Uh, and you do, Super Bowl thirty-six. So you don't see that. It's it's, it's year seven of McDermott overall. You're six of Allen and McDermott together. If you look at McDermott's record in the first two years, so the year that he did not have Josh Allen and the year that he had Allen in his rookie year, they were. His record was something like 15 and 18, right? They broke the drought, but it was kind of a fluke. But really, was it Sean McDermott or was it Andy Dalton and Tyler Boyd that kind of broke the drought? They they flukily broke the drought. They ended up losing a one score game against the Jaguars in the wild card. They go six and 10. He's 15 and 18 after two years. That's like that's Rex Ryan kind of numbers, but they stuck with him. Allen gets better, still not great in 2019, but he gets better. They go 10 and six. Another really difficult overtime loss where they blew a 16-0 lead against the Texans. You could really see what kind of coaching decisions are made where they just can't seem to have a killer instinct. <laughs> and then 2020, they have a breakthrough, but there's still issues. There's the Hail Murray like you mentioned, in 2020. There is all those field goals that kicked in the AFC Championship game that year. All of these things happen over and over and over again. And he just wonder, yes, the Bills have the second-best winning percentage among all professional sports teams since, like, 2020. It's Great. <coughs> Excuse me. Is that Sean McDermott? Or is that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and this great roster that Brandon Bean put together? Not saying McDermott is riding the coattails of this. I, don't, I want to give him a little harder than that. But he's like Mike McCarthy to me. I mean, it's like saying if you get rid of him, Are are the Bills going to necessarily fall back to being a mediocre team? I don't think so. They've got Josh Allen. Josh Allen puts you in the hunt by himself. He will get you eight to ten wins by himself, regardless of who is the head coach. So I think there's this mindset that Bills Mafia has, and I get it. I'm a little bit older. I saw them go to multiple Super Bowls and be really good for a long time. There's a lot of younger Bills Mafia fans who didn't experience that. All they know with the Bills is losing. All they know with the Bills is an aptitude, terrible quarterback play, uh, sort of gutless coaching. So they fear that returning. Because they fear that returning. They don't want to cash in their checks. I understand it. You don't want to be bankrupt. But you, you're you not going to win it all. You can't just be satisfied with 10-7, 11-6, and a Divisional round with playoff loss at infinitum because you're worried that the next guy isn't isn't gonna be as good. What if what if the next guy is a hall of fame head coach and you have your opportunity to win multiple Super Bowls? You gotta do what you can to maximize this opportunity that you have with Josh Allen during his prime.
1: Yeah, man. Uh just like you said, um uh, McDonald, man, how many soul crushing losses will need to 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 go through before those people can move on from this fear or from this uh being worried about getting back to to the draw ears because man you have josh allen now and people say okay we have josh allen and you are six and six now. Man, we are like a a, a few mistakes, bad, bad mistakes away from the defense, from the head coach, twelve men on the field. Uh missing field goes of being eight and four. Right, and that's 100% thanks to Josh Allen, maybe yeah. mainly. Right, so, so man, that's a guy who he deserves better. Every time I see Josh Allen waiting on the sidelines after getting the job done, and I see the Bills losing a game, and I see he going uh, to the, the to have his, his interviews and taking the blame all the time because he's never throwing nobody under the bus. Man, I all I can feel is like. He deserves better than that.
0: Yeah, absolutely long, he deserves I,
1: I have a question for those people who really can't have enough of McDermott's failures. Like, how long until Josh Yan, Because he won't say it out loud in the media or via interviews that he's done with, Josh, with Sean McDermott or he's done with the franchise. He won't do that. But you gotta start to think about, look, this guy, he has his family, he has his advisors. He thinks about his career and how long until he looks at Pegula, he looks at the franchise and he seems like, okay, they won't do anything better than that to help me to get my Super Bowl ring, to to improve, to take the next step in my, my career. So, I how mean... long until Josh Allen asks out? And when it happens, it would be like, out of nothing, because he won't be telling media, telling you know people on interviews or, or, or shouting at McDermott on the sidelines. That's not just shouting, all right? So that's something I'm afraid of, and that's something that I really feel like Pegula would pay attention, got to pay attention, got to do his research, got to uh, call some players to talk to him, call some coaches to talk to him, call some people inside the organization to talk to him and gather some information because i also feel like you have the franchise quarterback you don't need to move from being too because you're moving from mcdermott you can keep being you can even elevate him to team president you can allow him to lead the next search for the next head coach right because he's doing a good job and he's a guy again from the the piece from Dunn, again shows that that that's a guy who everybody was telling good things about and and Mm -hmm. trusting him and loving the way he works and again a lot of those people, they, are, they aren't they are Bills, uh, Buffalo Bills anymore, coaching staff for players. Oh, because McDermott wanted to, but maybe because Bin wanted to as well, right? Bin mm-hmm. is the guy who cuts players, who released players. So a lot of those guys could have said bad things about Bin
0: too, and they did. Yeah,
1: right? I, so, I think it's interesting this I really
0: well, you don't think somebody that Kyle I mean Brock Purdy's having a great season, don't get me wrong. You don't think somebody that Kyle Shanahan wouldn't rather have Josh Allen and even Brock Purdy, right? You know what I mean? So I think <clears throat> not that Allen would ever consider leaving. He seems a pretty loyal guy, he absolutely does want to win a Super Bowl for Western New York. But eventually, I mean you make a great point. Like eventually how how many times could you keep going to the same well and not getting a, a different result? And I, I think that to me sort of dovetails with all of this. You know, you're in year six of Allen and McDermott together. You're in year seven of, of Sean McDermott. And you're starting to get into like Marty Schottenheimer and Marvin Lewis are here, right? Which is, okay, is that okay enough to be – relevant i mean it's it, it's great that they're on sunday at 425 and they're on with jim nance and and tony romo and they're a nationally televised game and they're not you know god bless spiro and and Andrew catalan and all those guys but they're not fourth or fifth in some regional buried team you know it's some also ran they're really good but is that all we're in here for you know like i said i, I watched them go to four super bowls they lost all of them but they still were in it and and one thing that sort of bothered me over this this iteration of the team is, this is worse, right? To lose forcible stinks, but to know that they are good enough to always be there is great. To see the level of talent on this team, top to bottom, and to have them not be able to really break through, and that's demoralizing for me. I can only imagine how demoralizing it would be for a guy like Josh Allen, who's like, well, what are we doing here? Is this ever going to happen? Doubt eventually creeps in. I mean, he's still only 27. So I think we have to be sort of it's compartmentalized a little bit, right? Because he's still going into his product. And I think that's why I'm so, I don't want vitriolic a little strong, but I'm, I'm so adamant about getting the right person in there to run the franchise because you've got about a five, six-year window where Josh Allen is at his apex, Right. And the idea that you're not going to get – certainly on an offensive mind, maybe Joe Brady is, who knows, but not, not an offensive mind that can be able to shape the team during this period of time when you got peak Josh Allen, it, it, it's – like, I don't know what are we doing. Like, I think it would be an absolute tragedy if Josh Allen played his entire career and never made a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, you know, I think that would just be – it would be mind-boggling. And it, it happens. I mean, Dan Marino played a Super Bowl in the second season with the Dolphins and never went back. So it's certainly possible. But – just to never make it, and especially in a year like this where the AFC seems actually kind of down unexpectedly, like how could you be able to like look at this coach and say, okay, this is good enough? I I, I don't I don't see there's any rationale behind.
1: Yeah, man, Bills Mafia, please subscribe uh, to Buffalo Ramblers' channel, hit that like button, and I appreciate your help. Feel free to interact via the comment section here, and we'll answer your questions for sure
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A member FDSE.
1: Bill, uh not taking away, I, I need to put it out because a lot of people maybe are listening to this pod here and okay, here we have two McDermott haters, uh again talking bad things about McDermott. And it can be farther from the truth, you know, because no. uh, I really I really like the way McDermott built the this this team, the this culture inside the building and and just like you said they he, he was able to break the drought and, and I don't feel like it was random I feel like okay he was a new coach he, he was installing a new culture and players bought in you know when players buy in good things happen and he, he was a new head coach buying putting on a new installing a new culture of new players coming buying in and putting out the, the work right and the team started to win a lot of games, play discipline fo- football. We could see what McDermott preaches on the field, unlike it's happening right now, right? And and the result was good, right? But man, time time flies by. And I mean we are in year seven. And sometimes it's tough for a guy like McDermott, who he's a Christian, I'm a Christian as well. That's why I really love the way he what he preaches and what he wants. Uh, for his it team as, as men, you know, as, as character-wise. But it's not easy because, man, I'm a flawed man. You are a flawed man. All of us, all of us, we have our flaws, right? And McDermott isn't different. Some, sometimes we, we tend to think like, or 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 the guy, the players that we really love or the coaches, they are superhuman. But they aren't. They are they are men just... Yeah. Years,
0: right? And and I mean- has his mistakes right he has his flaws yeah he's a person i think he's above reproach as a human being i think um i don't think anybody thinks that he's a, a bad guy i don't think he's necessarily insincere or anything like that he certainly takes his faith seriously he seems like a big family man um at least from afar i can see that i, I will say um th- there's anecdotes in the in the article that don had that are like well i don't know may, maybe he is insecure right and I think maybe that sort of manifests itself in, in certain ways. But I mean, I think he's a good guy. But I mean, if he, being a good guy is that's great. Want, one thing that I've seen a lot recently in terms of describing the bill situation is you have guys who are great at bringing, say, any organization—not just sports, like business, anything—back from the brink of despair, bankruptcy. Like they're in, they're in the dumps. You have certain guys who have the skill set. To be able to bring that uh, organization up to a real great level to a, a golden period they have or at least a silver period they haven't been in a long time but it takes a different kind of skill set to take that now from the dumps to really good to go from really good to great now you think of like the tony dungy tampa Bay situation <laughs> They were, they were a, a disaster under Hugh Culverhouse. And a lot of bad head coaches were always perpetually a losing organization. Tony Dungy comes in there with uh, the Glazers, and they and they turn it around, and they get really, really, really good. But Dungy's ceiling with that team was the divisional playoff, was an NFC championship. like That's as far as they could go. So they had to replace him with a John Gruden who could pull them over the finish line. And that and you see that a lot. You know the Phil Jackson analogy in two different places, Bulls and the Lakers, right? You know, Doug Collins was a great head coach, but you needed Phil Jackson to take the Bulls. You're a Bulls fan. Take the Bulls. Yeah. The titles. You need, you needed him to replace so uh, you know, uh, so the same thing with the Lakers, right? They were good. You needed Phil to sort of be there for Kobe and Shaq to take them to the next, mm-hmm. to the next level. And I think that's the thing that you see here, right? And is, is change scary? Of course, it's scary. Like, you know, why do you want to give up on a guy who's won all the time? I understand that, but it's also things get stale after a while. The message gets—you don't hear it. I mean, you're, you're in locker rooms with, with soccer, and you know, certain—you have to change it up. You have to because the culture—the culture can get—it can get cobwebs in it after a while, right? The house can get kind of stale so i think that's why it might have to happen do i want it to happen? ideally i want the bills to shoot the moon win the next five games somehow get into the playoffs backdoor their way in go on a run against you know all these backup quarterbacks in the afc and somehow pull a stunner against the 49ers or whomever in the super Bowl. great that's that's what i want that's what you want 12. <coughs> we have to be realistic is that gonna happen probably not and if it doesn't where are they going to be in 2024, or 2025? Where are they going to be in 2026 when that new stadium opens up and they have to have all these PSLs that they have to sell and all these tickets, right? Is this going to be able to move the needle in three years to fill that stadium up? I mean, Josh Allen could do it the best he can, but I don't know, right? So you have to look at things short-term, medium-term, and long-term, and that's why I don't know. But they're still in the hunt, right? They're still mathematically alive, so we're not going to bury him yet because that's foolish. But, you know, if it doesn't work out in the next couple of weeks and they're out of the playoffs, then you really have to look at every aspect of the organization top to bottom to see who's going to be good, who's going to not be good. And, you know, we're going to have to make roster changes too, right? I mean, Micah Hyde and Jordan poyer they're not getting any younger, mm-hmm. right? Von Miller, all the issues with him, yeah. not getting any younger. They're going to have to look at this mm-hmm. cap, especially with Josh Allen's cap number is going to be really impacting a lot of things going forward. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Yeah, no doubt and uh still about mcdermott uh
1: i really feel like just like you said man uh i, I brought this comparison to the build to the bulls and and phil jackson and michael jordan before and my and phil jackson himself used to tell about his father's uh uh way of thinking about us as, as a um Man, I totally forgot the name of the profession. <laughs> like a father, but not a father. He's he's not Catholic. Uh, but he's is, he is what what Phil Jackson's dad used to say uh, about preaching something to, to his crown and that had an inspiring date, you know, like he could only stay on a on a on a city, on a community for for a certain time for three or four years, and he gotta move on after that. And, and how the two three pits with the Bulls, how he had two totally different teams uh, other than Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. And he had two guys who totally built in on, on his ways and he changed mm-hmm. all the roster around those guys and won two three-peats, right? Mm-hmm. And with the Bills, man, it's not like Stephon Diggs is totally buying in on McDermott's stuff right now. It's not like Josh Allen is going to continue to buy in. We, we aren't sure... I personally can't really know about... Josh still say the right things to the media, but I can't believe Josh is 100% behind McDermott at this point with all the ways McDermott and his defense let him down in crunch. Yeah. Time. So how long until those players really... We, we've heard a lot of things about this. He can't be traded. His contract doesn't allow it. But I really believe... Diggs is done with McDermott with all the situation in the train camp Ooh. with with McDermott uh saying he was totally um uh, concerned about Diggs situation right i i really can't believe Diggs is fine with McDermott at this point right and and he's a guy Yeah so I mean, even I think... his last interview did you hear his last interview like he was like what do you think about firing Dorsey and he was like does it uh, does it matter what i I will continue to work. I'm a professional. I put, that, yeah. I put the work I produce. So what I say here, it doesn't matter. So for me, as a former player, I'm like, okay, if I say that in an interview, I'm like, man, ask the coach. I don't care about what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. We, we've seen what he's done, right? I'm doing my job, right? Tell, I think you winning. Do I'm doing my part.
0: Something like this for exactly. me. Yeah. I mean, winning does cure everything. If they go out and they they run the table and they win the Super Bowl, I mean, I think that buys him some more time, obviously. But yeah, I mean, McDermott seems a kind of guy who he's so invested in the process that when you have guys who are really like process oriented people, it's really hard to have like wild cards. Right, you know what I mean, and, and, and alphas who might want to challenge that process. I and mean, so I can sort of see why it would be why there's personality conflicts, and why there's personality conflicts with other other coaches, and and why you had guys like Frazier not come back before the season because I think you know the, the, maybe he's a, a maybe McDermott is a tough person to work for and with. I don't know. I, I think the thing is, my biggest issue. All I can see is what I can see on Sundays. Right, I can see a little bit of the practice on TV. But all I could see is what I could see on Sundays, and it's the same failures over and over and over again. And if I'm not seeing any kind of systemic changes, if they're not gonna, if he's not getting better at two-minute, you know, preservations of leads and, and closing games out with decision making, then I just don't know if it's ever gonna work out for this guy. Right, and and that and yes, all the stuff you're talking about, all the player relationships and all the personality kind of things, and making sure making sure the culture is great. That's all great. It's 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 a business, right? You got to win, and you got to be able to get the one seat. You got to be able to maximize these opportunities, and if you can't do that, then there's just nothing. There's nothing really more to be said, right? You got to look elsewhere. You got to take it uh, one day at a time and, and see what happens. So I don't know. But yeah i gotta duck out of here but it was a pleasure talking to you today fernando and um yeah. yeah enjoy the rest of your show all right man i really appreciate
1: you taking your time bill the oh, leaving the charts doors pleasure. are always wide open for you thank you so much man
0: sounds good take care man thanks all right bye-bye
1: so guys that's bill took here with us and i really appreciate him taking your time i will continue talking uh about Ty Dunn's piece and some of the stuff that i just talked to bill
0: All lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
1: So just to, to keep in mind and, and still talking about Bill was talking about, uh, I get it that a lot of Bill's mafia is like worried about uh, if McDermott go goes and if he's fired, we can hire a bad coach, we can can deal with a rebuilding process and but to be honest i can't really believe uh that's a, a a high percentage of chance of it happening because we have 17 we have josh allen and this season man the bills have played teams that they could totally beat we could be in a totally different situation right now if not by bad mistakes by mcdermott by uh his defense in crunch time right by special teams and by lack of discipline that's something that mcdermott has preached out along and, and this team has lacked this year and just to 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 keep in mind uh Doug peterson was hired one year before sean mcdermott for the eagles right and he won a super bowl he had two negative seasons uh, following this super bowl he got fired the eagles hired sirianni And they have been back to the Super Bowl already, and the Bills continue to be with McDermott, right? And so that's something to keep in mind, okay? Nothing is guaranteed, right? You can really misfire and hire a bad coach and have some trouble. But with Josh Allen there, a lot of of offensive-minded coaches, imagine Ben Johnson, for example. He's doing a great job with Detroit Lions and Jared Goff. Won't you think, like, this guy would be crazy to take a, a job like the Bills with Josh Allen as uh, his quarterback and, and and being able to to lead the powerhouse offensive side of the ball, I have no doubts in my mind. And, and look, I really like Sean McDermott's defense. I really like his schemes. And maybe you fire McDermott, you need to hire a new defensive coordinator, obviously, and you need to retool this defense, change the schemes, change the way they play, change a lot of pieces. You're going to need to change them anyways. Hyde and Poirier aren't getting any younger. Uh, Von Miller, just like you said, a lot of pieces will need to be replaced, right? I love Terrell Bernard. Maybe if you replace a defensive coordinator, uh, you hire a new defensive coordinator. Maybe other other defensive coordinator. Bernard isn't the ideal middle linebacker size and, and what he wants for that piece. And maybe he's a misfit there, right? But this defense, despite being so good, and I really love these schemes, the way they play all those years under McDermott and being number one ranked all those years, they haven't played like number one ranked defense when it mattered the most against the Kansas City Chiefs, against the Cincinnati Bengals during playoffs and in close games, late in close games. They haven't been able to close down games. They have been responsible for some of the biggest losses in this era, this McDermott era. So even if his defense is so good, and I really agree, they are good. I really like the way they play. I like the schemes. Again, I like McDermott as a defensive coordinator. But the flaw, his flaw is a a fatal one. It's an awful flaw to have, to be a good defensive coordinator that chokes or that can't produce in the most important time. And we haven't seen McDermott change it. He overthinks things. He calls his timeouts, the Kodak timeouts, according to Dunn's piece, that all his former players and coaches spoke about. And he does some stuff that, really doesn't contribute to those bills teams and and doesn't have the job done doesn't get the job done so uh I also would like to keep McDermott's schemes defensive uh situation and 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 look it's not totally impossible right if the bills wanna uh go in house direction and obviously it's too soon to point out uh Joe Brady as a, a potential head coach he just started his job as an offensive coordinator. But the Bills have people in-house. Bobby Babbage is an a up-and-coming coach. And, and, and Brady is an up-and-coming coach. So the Bills have some people in-house in case the Bills want to move forward without McDermott. But keep being and maybe, uh, maybe give some of those young up-and-coming coaches opportunities as a head coach for Brady maybe as a a defensive coordinator for Babbage. so there are some possibilities and there is an interview process to be done where you could you can find an interview and you can find a good coach just like the bills did with mcdermott finding the right coach for that situation back in the day so i really feel like the bills got to start thinking a little bit ahead and and pegula start looking into some possibilities because I really can't see McDermott changing his ways right now. It's happened a lot of times and and there is nothing point out that he's going to change his way and that he's going to stop overthinking stuff and that he's going to start trusting more Josh Allen giving him an opportunity to drive downfield uh, with 20 seconds left on the clock. Put the ball on the hand of the biggest asset of the franchise instead of trying to overthink it and trying to protect him from himself and stuff like that. Give him the opportunity. Oh, what if Josh throws an interception? Man, if Josh throws an interception with 20 seconds left on the clock and loses the game, you can bet everybody's gonna start to look at Josh Allen and start to, to ask asking for more from Josh Allen. After all, he's paid to win those games for you. That's why he's he, he was made the franchise quarterback for the Bills. So, McDermott overthinks it and he takes the responsibility uh, or actually he he brings the responsibility to his defense and he, he can take it. He can't really uh, win games this way. And it's totally, totally depressing. And how long we will, will, can understand that and fear for the worst, fear for a Rex Ryan hiring. The Bills gotta try something different. That's what I think right now. That's how I see Sean McDermott right now. But... I understand. There's no guarantees. You can't guarantee the next head coach will be better. There is a chance he can be worse. Yes, there are no guarantees in anything. There are no guarantees staying with McDermott will give you a Super Bowl or even give you a, a winning season next year. He hasn't had one so far. He's not having one this year, right? So there are no guarantees. And, and I used to have a coach that told us as players like, you can't let your fear of losing be bigger than your your joy of winning games, right? And and that's how I feel Bills Mafia is is uh, or a portion of Bills Mafia is dealing of, with the situation right now. The fear of being back in the drought years, pre McDermott years, is is bigger than the, the 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 excitement, the joy of winning games or or the hope of winning it all, winning a Super Bowl. They are fine allowing those salt-crushing losses happen every year as long as the Bills continue to make the playoffs under McDermott. And, and I can't understand that. I really can't understand this, this line of thinking. But I can understand that there is a chance things don't get better hiring a new coach. There is a chance for everything in life, right? So I hope uh, I hope uh, if the season continue, continues to go bad, Pegula can look at alternatives, and at the same time, I just answered uh, uh, Greg Thompson Twitter today, uh, uh, Greg Thompson tweet today, shout out to Greg from Cover One, when he posted like a lot of people who are against McDermott right now or want him fired and don't trust him anymore, the Bills have a chance of. Have, making a run right now with the next few games, and the AFC is wide open. If it is and I really believe if these Bills make the playoffs, they will be dangerous there. And there is a, a chance the Bills can win it out still with McDonald. McDonald still has this shot to prove it this year that he can change and win big games and, and lead the Bills all the way, right? And then Greg posted that a lot of people would be celebrating like, "Oh, not so much, yeah," and things like that. And I just answered like. Not me. I would... Man, if McDermott leads the Bills to Super Bowl this year, I will be the happiest man in the world. I will be the first one out here celebrating and telling great things about McDermott and telling that I was wrong about him not being able to change his ways, not being able to, to, being, to, to overcome those, those mistakes late in games and, and overthinking uh, situations and being afraid of um, late-game situations, afraid of losing... I would be the first one to tell I was wrong and I'm happy I was wrong and, and I'm happy for Coach McDermott, I'm happy for the players, happy for everybody and for myself as a Bills fan. I would be the first one, man, no doubt. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan and right now I really don't believe McDermott can turn it around. I really don't, right? I really think it is, uh, he is, who he is, right? And Dan's article just pointed out a lot of stuff that I was afraid of that i was really worried about okay but it makes total sense and if it changes if the bills win it all no doubt i'll be very happy and i have no problem telling you oh i was wrong man i didn't want josh allen for draft right and i was totally wrong and thank god i was wrong and i love josh allen right now and i have no i i no shame saying i was wrong right uh, NFL evaluators make mistakes all the time. Why I can't make a mistake evaluating a player? Why can't I make a mistake evaluating a coach? It happens. The coaches make mistakes. The players make mistakes. It will happen to us too, right? I, I don't have an agenda against McDermott. I don't have anything against Coach McDermott. Completely the opposite. I wish he could change his ways. I really wish he could. I just don't believe it will happen. And a lot of the stuff in that article uh confirmed this stuff that i was afraid of right and worried about but just like i started the, the podcast talking about there is a lot of great stuff about coach mcdermott there and i want to talk about it too because patrick demarco or former fullback and lee smith or former tight end both team captains both respected leaders respected veterans they said great things about McDermott on that article, too. So it's not like uh, Tyler Dunn was just wanting to uh, to spread bad news about McDermott, bad things, and, and, and to get him fired. I feel like he really reported a lot of stuff, made a great uh, research, and he could bring on a lot of interesting stuff, right? And when... Those guys say that McDermott genuinely believes he's doing the best for the Bills. He genuinely wants to win. And, and that's his biggest goal. And he's all the time thinking about how to make the Bills win and how to bring a, a party Trophy to Buffalo and all those things. I really believe in them. That. I and that's awesome about Coach McDermott. And I never question that. Some people say it's character assassination. Just like I, I told to Bill and I couldn't continue... It's hard when you are a Christian. You are preaching a lot of good stuff as a man and doing the right things and, and 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 being a man of character all the time. You are put under a microscope all the time, right? And when McDermott was a recent a recent hire, a new head coach, players we really didn't know him yet, right? And 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 it was easier to. to preach some stuff and to his players to believe in him because they were like, okay, this coach is good people. This coach want to do the right things. This coach want to treat everybody correctly, right? And it's great for a group of guys to buy in and to follow a leader like this. It's awesome. But with the, the with time passing by, right, you start to, to be put under a microscope as a head coach, as a leader, and, and McDermott, just like a, I, I said before, he's a man, a fault man like me and you, right? He's human being. He, he can make mistakes. And, and in, a, in a situation like his, as a head coach, as a leader of a team, where you need to hire coaches, fire coaches, where you need to put players to play, others on the bench, where you need to cut players, when you need, need to pick inactives on game days. It's hard to please everybody, right? And sometimes you make mistakes. You make bad choices. You fail some people sometimes. And and it's not every time those people will understand you. They will be like putting you under a microscope and telling, oh, wasn't you the, the, the correct, the, the man of character, the guy who want to do all correct? How was you talking bad stuff behind my back? And as a coach, sometimes you got to, go to a, a, a positional coach and, and and say bad things about a player. It's not like it's personal, right? But he got to help those guys accountable. It's part of his job. And it's not like every player will take it and and understand it. So it's it's really difficult to be in that position of leadership that McDermott is in. And I really can't understand... Uh, people getting mad at him, or some of those players that aren't those players anymore, maybe having holding some animosity towards McDermott, Mac- I really can understand that. At the same time, you can't ignore his mistakes, right? And 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 you really just wish it wouldn't happen anymore. I mean, his mistakes on the field, like his his late games mistakes, his overthinking of. Of situations down the road and down the line in crunch time those are the things that really worry me not the, the those personal stuff inside the building right uh, the 9-11 situation I really can understand a lot of especially American people being totally uh, mad at McDermott for talking about this kind of stuff but man I, I really can't believe I, I, I need to be out there Defending McDermott on that, not that he was right to do that comparison, but it's obvious that when he made the comparison, he's not, he's putting aside all that happened, all the tragic stuff, uh, he's putting aside uh, all the the role of the terrorists and and what happened, and he's focusing just on a group of people that had all the odds against them, but planned so well, communicated so well, that they could get their job done, ignoring all the other stuff. It's obvious, right? If you want to ignore it, right? and, And make it about the tragic event, I think you are taking stuff and trying to use against a man that wouldn't obviously talk about it in that sense. He, he, according to himself, he lost some, some friends in that situation. So. It's not like he did it because he's an evil man or, or uh, it makes zero sense in my mind, right? And obviously, he could have chose choose another situation, other other uh, example of people doing really well in uh, in uh, uh, working as a team and communicating well. And he picked a situation that opened the door to allow people to do things. Like I've set some headers today on some text. McDermott wanted Bills to, to, to work as terrorists. Like, man, come on. That's character assassination, in my opinion, right? So, according to Tim Graham, today it's bad news. It's old news at One Bills Drive, and that's nothing that McDermott got to uh, still talk to Pegula or to anybody else inside the building. It's a thing of the past, right? But, yeah, he wasn't totally unfortunate. He, was, he could have picked any other situation to, to talk to his team. And, obviously, it's a group of 53 players. Man, you can bet a lot of guys would take it negatively, would make jokes about it, or others would hate it. It's obvious, right? So, I'm pretty sure the man himself uh, regretted it a lot already. so other quick hits about tyler's uh done's article about McDermott. Uh, nothing that is there really feels me makes me feel um, more against mcdermott than i already was and again i'm not against mcdermott personally right Uh, i'm against mcdermott's failures repeated failures in crunch time especially i'm against mcdermott repeatedly uh letting Josh Allen down right letting uh, some of his players down with bad choices in the worst time possible that's my biggest concern with McDermott and that's what I really don't believe McNamara can change other than that a lot of interesting stuff in that piece a lot of stuff that confirms to me some of the things I was worried about one of them McDermott losing his locker room Uh, the piece uh, says a lot it it talks a lot about how McDermott connects way more with his defense and how his offensive players uh, really don't get along well with the head coach and that's something I was worried about and and the the article confirmed to me Uh, I think it's natural he's a defensive coach but also we've seen some very charismatic leaders uh, connecting with everybody. And, and McDermott isn't this kind of guy, right? So uh, it's natural to see him having some trouble to connect with some of the younger players, and especially with offensive side of the ball players, because he's always very connected to the defensive side of the ball. Even when he had Leslie Fraser as his defensive coordinator, he was a big part of that defense. He... He's taking over the defense for some periods, taking over the play calling even, right? Uh, So that's something I was worried. Uh, There are people saying that Diggs can't stand or isn't happy playing under McDermott. I totally believe in that, all right? It's it's pretty obvious, in my opinion, when Diggs every time showcases how disgusted he is with the ways the Bills have lost in, in the last few playoffs. And in just this year when mcdermott says he was totally concerned with Diggs not being there when mcdermott himself excused Diggs from that practice i really don't believe Diggs trust his head coach again josh allen will never throw anybody under the bus but at some point you gotta start to think about how long until josh allen gets frustrated under mcdermott right because The coach himself has said Josh needs to change his way of playing, needs to protect himself better. And to be honest, I I don't feel like Josh really cares about it. He's a player. He want to go out there and and play the way he does. And that's the way he plays his best football. And even if it's going to cost him and and decrease his years in his career, that's the way he likes to play. And it's better to enjoy Josh Allen playing at his absolute best level for, I don't know, he's entering year, he's in year six, he's entering year seven, for 10, for 12 years. Man, it's better to enjoy Josh Allen play like this and, and making the transition when he really needs to do it, uh, instead of trying to, to, to hold him right now of being himself for extra one, two, three years, playing a lesser quarterback, less dangerous quarterback, so... How long until josh gets frustrated with that there are already in the in the article there is a sentence about josh starting to to show some some disappointment with mcdermott and i can take it and and i can understand it and and i hope pegula is paying attention to that all right and i hope pegula can talk to his quarterback and 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 take it uh, under consideration when the time comes uh, other than that uh, the coach is talking about McDonald like, they're not treating his coaches badly and a lot of a lot of the positional coaches making lateral moves like chad hall went into the Jaguars and Heath Farrell going also to the Jaguars special team coordinator and a lot of, of those coaches not enjoying working under McDermott. It's been pretty clear pretty clear that McDermott hasn't taken the responsibility of his mistakes. He always starts, oh, it starts with me, but it starts to talk a lot bad execution on the players or bad call, play calling from from coaches or, or offense needs to run the ball more, run the ball better or, or quarterback needs to take care of the ball and the defense has played good enough. We, we listen to it all the time all the time right so that's it starts with me but really i don't buy it right as mcdermott being uh holding himself accountable and the article brings a lot of stuff about mcdermott being unfair with some of his coaches and players and the way he he acts towards them i totally believe in it and the shed house situation was totally a, a court situation and and that's a, a coach that was beloved by his his wide receivers, and man, I I saw it a lot of times of some head coaches uh, that I worked with being kind uh, afraid of the relationship between positional coaches and players. Right, uh, a goalkeeper coach being too friendly with a goalkeeper. I was a goalkeeper. I used to have great relationship with my goalkeeper coaches. And I've seen in the past some, some head coaches, some coaches not uh, understanding that, not accepting that, not liking that. And, and McDermott was totally mad with the wide receivers buying a car to their wide receiver coach, a guy they loved and hang out with and, and, and were friends, a guy who had retired not a long time ago, a former wide receiver. Um, it doesn't look good. It really doesn't look good. And one of the things that I've, I've supposed here several times about how in the past, in the, in the fight between McDermott and, and Brian Dable, right? How Dable had to sometimes go rogue and, and say, you know what? Let's unleash Josh, unleash Josh Allen in the office the way I believe it should be and forget what McDermott wants and let's succeed that way. And that article says exactly that about the the bills offense starting to play on a whole nother level uh with dable in his last season here and, and having that best stretch we've seen from this bills offense so far uh during the playoffs against the patriots and against the chiefs in the 13 seconds game and it was reported by tyler dunn as a, an offense side of the ball led by dable saying you know what we're gonna do our thing and 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 let the defense and mcdermott adapt to it to that and and that's what happened and i supposed it was that way i i insinuated that and people were like oh you have no clue about what you're talking about but it made total sense because we could see the offense playing two different styles of football uh even during some games and we could totally see when they was unleashing Josh Allen and I again it wasn't reported by them but for me it started to be really clear uh after that game against the sea the Seahawks the Bills aired it out like 15 first plays were 15 passes and the Bills started to stomp the Seahawks and it was awesome but right after that when the Bills couldn't have success throwing the ball everybody started to oh the Bills gotta run the ball better the run game sucks and things like that and it was pretty clear. Today, the Bills can run the ball efficiently. And that's a great addition to this offense. But back in the day, the offensive line was in real trouble. The Bills couldn't run the ball without Josh Allen's help. And it was totally cre- clear the Bills were wasting some place trying to run the ball uh, in a conventional way, right? And they played their best football with Debo really unleashing Josh. And Dabo is a totally a friendly coach, a guy who connects with his players. He's friends with his players. His players love him. And again, another thing that made uh, Shane McDermott really insecure about it, right? And Josh Allen loved Dabo. Josh Allen connected real well with Dabo. And and I can't help myself and think about how all those partnerships between great head coaches and great uh, quarterbacks led to Super Bowl wins right and we don't see just like tyler dunn's article says we don't see this connection with mcdermott and allen uh, it's the opposite every time mcdermott has a chance of giving allen more opportunities to win games to lead the team to to get the plays done we've seen him trusting his himself and his defense over josh and it cost the bills a lot of games so far um so i can understand they able, uh, Having uh, McDermott having his issues with Dable, and for people who are, oh, how's Dable looking right now with the Giants? Again, apples and oranges. Dable doesn't have a franchise quarterback with the Giants. Put Josh Allen with that Giants team, and maybe they win the Super Bowl this year. I would, I wouldn't, I won't say it's a, it's far-fetched. You know, that Super, that Giants team wasn't a, a Super Bowl roster but they made the playoffs they were dangerous enough to make the playoffs and and Josh Allen is this kind of player who elevates teams right so uh this year they are struggling but they are down to their third string quarterback and that roster is still a mess so far they still needing to work on that roster so I really believe the Bills uh weren't in a position to fire McDermott and keep Dable unfortunately uh in the past but it seems like it uh, it seems like it was the ideal situation the ideal partnership and maybe there is another one starting to to grow right now with Allen and Joe Brady so that's something that I would really pay attention to it because man I don't care if Brady is young and if Brady only had an experience as a defensive coordinator and now he's an interim offensive coordinator uh sorry had uh, previous experience experience as an offensive coordinator for the panthers and now his second shot and he's young i don't care pay attention to him pay attention to his relationship with josh because if they start to grow something special right now again you're not moving on from mcdermott you're not forced to move on from everybody under mcdermott and you're not forced to move on from dean the bills can opt for some continuity without mcdermott at the helm okay if, if they really realize he's the problem so i in pegula's place i'd pay a lot of attention to joe brady and i i'd really make it an interview not just for the offensive coordinator job but even for the head coach job uh if the season doesn't go well going forward because you can't lose another opportunity just like we lost with dable and, and josh together I really think we we can't. We gotta maximize Josh's window, and that's another opportunity, in my opinion. So to close it out, use mafia again. A lot of interesting stuff in that article. A lot of positive stuff about McDermott there too, not just negative. All right, but there are some flaws from McDermott that can't be can't be. You can't close your eyes to that. All right, uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be too worried about, oh, McDermott treated his coaching staff badly or saying bad words about some players. I wouldn't take it too much into uh, consideration because it happens on every locker room, every head coach you need to curse at some players, at some coaching staff. And I'm pretty sure McDermott has done a a lot of great stuff in the community. He has proven himself as a great man. He's a, a flawed man, just like us and and it's part of being a human being maybe he needs to get fired and to learn from his mistakes and become a better coach somewhere else it's part of a process sometimes too to get better right a lot of people mention andy reed with the eagles and now the chiefs and who knows what would have been uh andy reed if he continued as an eagles head coach and didn't go through that experience of getting fired thinking about his ways and doing some stuff differently so it's part of the the uh, the development of a head coach too all right i have total respect for mcdermott as a person total respect for him as a coach uh total appreciation for what he has done for the bills and i have zero trust he can change as a bills coach his ways totally soon enough to save his Bill's career and lead this team to a Super Bowl win I don't trust that I hope he shuts my mouth I hope you can use those video this video okay in in February to tell see Fernando you was totally wrong and I will be the happiest man in the world doing so I accepting uh being wrong about that and and celebrating a Bill's Super Bowl win under McDermott and under Josh Allen but if the things continue as they are right now okay The Bills won't even make the playoffs maybe because this team got to be perfect right now. And McDermott, that's a big test for him. Can he, during this bye week, make this team a disciplined one again? Make this this team believe again? Make this team stop beating themselves, shooting themselves on their feet? Can he do that? If he can, this team can be very dangerous and maybe win it out. Still this year. I just don't believe it to be possible. All right? Uh... Because of what we've seen so far this year, time will tell. Uh, but I really appreciate that Tyler Dunn's article, and 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 I really hope Pegula can pay attention and do his own research and and make the right choice when the time comes. Okay, Bills Mafia, thank you so much for listening to me today. Click that like button, uh, like, hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings channel. Uh, this episode will be available in a moment via spotify apple podcast in all podcast aggregators thank you so much i'll be back next sunday with leading the charge totally in portuguese with the post game show uh bills and chiefs hopefully after the first win in what can be the last McDermott stand so thank you so much see you around go bills